ladies and welcome to my podcast Catch Kate Adventure Awaits. So yeah so this is my first episode um finally sitting down to record and get out there in the world. Um so this podcast really is going to be all about environmental education, environmental awareness, planet exploring, uh well-being and how we can kind of uplevel our consciousness to respect the earth. So these are all topics that I'm going to explore. And for those of you who don't know me, I returned last year um, from a big trip and had finally reached all seven continents. So I'm going to bring you guys on loads of adventures with me. Um, each week we'll, yeah, go to discover some world wonders, species, you know, cultural learnings that I had and, you know, look into topics that aren't portrayed in the mainstream. Um, because before my trip, I guess I was terrified, to say the least, terrified um, landing into Mexico alone uh, with no Spanish. So I just want to put out there like how good actually the world is and how when you focus on optimism that's what you will find you know and as well I'll talk about some of the difficulties I had some of the challenges and you know obviously I had negative scenarios as well which really tested my <laughs> strength and resilience but I got through them and yeah we can look into them as well just to be honest and you know be truthful about what does happen when you leave and go into unknown areas and different cultures and you know all of that so I really hope you come with me on this journey and I really hope that my story and my learnings and my knowledge uh, about the planet that I can share this with you and you can get some tips maybe and maybe apply them to your life too. So guys, here we begin. Um, I'll give you some background about my story and how I came, yeah, about to doing this podcast. So I guess about 10 years ago, maybe now, I was studying geography in uh, un the university in the city in Cork. And I remember having... Uh, having this class and we had to do these dissertations and my dissertation particularly was on the arctic biome and I recall going back to the library and getting the books and I was just shocked at what was going on on the planet and I, I couldn't believe it like you know I, I really I, I remember asking my professor I was like why is nobody talking about this the amount of ice sheets that were melting the, the the ice cover in the summer months like the, when you look at the maps and the data and the imagery it's phenomenal the decrease like it is phenomenal and it just shook me really and I felt really moved and quite affected writing up that dissertation that after that I just began to really focus in on it um and like that was 10 years ago I mean I was yeah it's it's a it seems like a long time ago to to be so prominent um climate change back then but now i think most people accept 
it is a fact, you know, we are in the midst of climate change and our planet is being destructed. So that came about then. After I continued my studies in college and I lived abroad twice in Belgium and France, again, those kind of experiences really gave me a taste for adventure and new cultures and, you know, learning to live in a different language as well was a big, big, big part of my growth. Um, And these all prepared me for like my big trips um, around the world and if I hadn't taken those small like learnings or steps I, I don't think I would have been able for it you know so yeah so I finished up university then and I had studied linguistics so I was always a fan of languages and um, yeah cultures just getting to know other cultures and how they were living and how they were immersed in their environments um, really really fascinated me I just never really wanted to accept fully that the society we were building was the only way to live. Um, And I'll talk about that more in other episodes, maybe about some of the communities I met in Central America, South America, who live solely like with the land, you know. Um, It's very interesting to me and I hope that, you know, I can share that with you as well. I think we can all learn from people who live in nature and are still fully you know supported by nature and they have no some people have no access with the external world which I find fascinating Um, but I'll talk about that in another time so to carry on with my story I then went on to work in schools um, and eventually ended up in offices uh, before working in um, yeah the corporate world so I learned loads so much so much in like a professional manner and I grew loads but I just couldn't sit any longer you know knowing what was going on in the world I always read National Geographic and watched documentaries and of course David Attenborough Um, And I just couldn't accept what was going on. Like I couldn't sit back and just watch the world in decline. So I just said, I'll save the money and I'll go. So I did start out on some small trips first for any of you travel um, enthusiasts. Like I didn't just go and say, oh, I'm gone with my bag, you know, like for 14 months. I did do small trips first to test myself how I would manage alone and if I really liked it you know and I recall I tested out going to Croatia and I went for just under two weeks on my own and I remember meeting a girl in a hostel and she told me she was traveling for seven months and I was just blown away like I when I think back to my shock I was like what seven months and you're alone (laughs) and like in the end I had done double that you know but when you do it yourself it's kind of like it doesn't seem a big thing anymore you know um beforehand it seems massive like I can't do this I can't do this it's too big you know you're you're freaking out basically um which I was I'll be honest with you uh but you know when you do it then you kind of get into the mode and you become it becomes natural and uh 
yeah, so that was that. So I did test out small trips first. And then eventually I was working for environmental charities and just doing bits and bits of work around Ireland. And I just eventually booked the ticket. So the story about the ticket is quite funny, I think. Um, it was in 2018 and it was January and I was in Australia for a few weeks and I was still working at the time. It was like my annual leave. And I remember I was out on the Great Barrier Reef and it was like my dream, like the biggest dream ever to get to the Great Barrier. You know, it's like a renowned biodiverse uh, site, you know, and I had this obsession with coral reefs. Still do. I still like obsessed with coral reefs and oh, they just amaze me. I just was so, again, I was quite shook after diving there. I I didn't expect it to be what it was. I had expected more. I'd expect it to be vibrant, to be colourful, to be full of marine life. You know, it's the Great Barrier. And it really wasn't, you know. Um, this is just my experience there. Um, everybody's experience will be different. But there wasn't, uh, yeah, it wasn't what I had thought it to be. I mean, afterwards, I did dive in another area down the coast of Queensland and I did have turtles and really beautiful fish and, um, yeah, beautiful turtle species. But again, it, it didn't seem as extravagant as I had thought it to be or had seen pictures, you know. So that, again, was another push for me. I was like, oh, my goodness, like I, I, I need to go and see the world before more destruction happens. Um. So I came back anyway in the January and I was telling my friend, I was like, I have to go. I have to leave my job. And if she's listening, she'll be laughing because I remember saying to her, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go like next month, I think. <laughs> um, and at the time as well, I was studying like I was I had I'd gone back to university to do environmental science. And so I was working and studying and like secretly planning in my head this this trip, this I was going to pack my bag and just go. And so she said, no, 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 this is a rash decision. You need to wait. You just like relax a bit and just plan it out properly. You know, make sure you think about it through. And my professors, I had mentioned it to them. I said, you know, can you support me if I go abroad? And they were so understanding. And they they said they we could work online and I could send in my dissertations and all that stuff online. So that was fantastic that I had that flexibility. Um, so anyway, I waited on another month or two, I think. And then it came to March and I was like, oh, I'm still feeling the itch. I was like, I can't stay here with all this going on. But then I said, you know what, I'll stay. I'll finish off my summer exams with college and kind of get extra money as well with my job. And in the meantime, like nobody knew, like my family didn't know, my colleagues didn't know, like if my colleagues are listening now, they'll be laughing because I still remember their faces when I told them I was leaving. <laughs> oh my goodness, um, what a funny memory. Um, but I just, I couldn't tell people, you know, I couldn't tell people my plan because it just drew a lot of attention. You know, I, I was going to Mexico, I didn't know where I was going after. I had ideas, I had like my plan of, sites I wanted to view and kind of wildlife that I wanted to meet but I didn't have a like set plan like I must do this you know I was kind of going with the flow because I wasn't actually sure how I would be alone over there in those countries because of 
you know, the media tells us it's really dangerous and it can be, you know. So I kind of didn't want to tell people because I thought they would be so worried, which a lot of people were, and they might deter me or they might, you know, things like this. I wanted to just focus on it myself and keep it to myself and make sure I was ready and not have any outside influence kind of deter me from my decision. Um, so yeah, I booked the ticket then and I was ready to go in May. Um, so it was kind of like I did my exams on the Thursday. I had my leaving due with work on the Friday and then I left on the Tuesday. So it was really fast um, and it was amazing. So guys, what happened next? Um, I left on the Tuesday, as I said. I went through Iceland and then into Texas. So I suppose landing into the United States was kind of like... I was still in my own sort of cultural vibe, if you get me, because, you know, it's a, it's anglicized, everything's in English, the people are quite similar culturally, and, you know, it just wasn't yet Latin America, you know, it wasn't like the scary place that people said, so I felt a bit more at ease landing into Texas and then going into Mexico, but the funny thing was, like, when I did go into Texas like people were trying to defer me from going in there and um, they were like no 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 it's too dangerous like this is the wrong decision and you're you are you sure you want to board that plane and yeah it was um it was hard you know I remember being in the airport uh, I spent some time in in uh, Dallas a bit and I remember a week or so later I was in the airport at the gate and I just I was sitting on the chair and I I was looking around and you know I, I was so scared like my heart was racing I had no Spanish I honestly like I had the worst fears going through my head you know that that like Mexico was not was not a good place like just everything I was hearing you know everything everybody was telling me all the news articles that would come out it was all bad 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 and I thought oh my god oh my god like you know and I think it was at that point like I realized that the news really didn't benefit me it really wasn't benefiting me at all it was giving me the wrong mindset and to this day I, I don't focus on the news at all you know I focus on what's important um, which is climate change uh, it's very important to our survival and our future and also like well-being of humanity because that is interlinked as well the health of the planet equals the health of ourselves you know so these are two main focuses of mine and two main areas that I will speak into and hopefully yeah we can all get something out of it so back to Texas and into Mexico and I was boarding the plane and I just look back now and think like oh my goodness like I was so scared I was like how old 26 I think <laughs> I've lost my age already 
but yeah it was very scary and I got on the plane and everybody around me I didn't see anybody that even looked remotely like a tourist you know like I was a backpacker like everybody was in suits and everybody looked quite professional obviously I presume most of the people were doing business you know between Mexico and Texas or something like this so I felt at ease slightly but also I think the language barrier really kind of freaked me out I, I had no Spanish you know I mean I spoke French so at some point I felt like okay it's a Latin base and I had studied languages so I kind of had the confidence inside me that I would pick it up which I did in the end um, but at the start it was terrifying and you know like I probably should have done some classes before I left Ireland but I was just like get me out of here and I can face this and it doesn't matter what stress comes my way or if I'm lost you know with no Spanish I'll make it you know and anyway humans like even before language humans didn't communicate like like you can use gestures you know most communication anyway is non-verbal you know it's like 70 percent or something and so I was like I'll just use my hands and my face facial you know expressions and it worked it works fine and the Mexicans are amazing they helped me so many times um in fact all of Latin America like they are the most amazing people and I have some beautiful stories to share about them and how they've helped me over the in different countries and hosting me my heart melts when I think of some of the situations I was in and they're just so giving and they always act from the heart space you know there's no like all that superficial artificial way of living with materials like it it doesn't really exist you know I'm I'm not talking about the cities now because obviously the cities are metropoles and they're quite advanced um but like the majority of places like the the people don't function like in the material world at all they're just amazing I guess another part of my focus is for you the listener that you know I know a lot of people are probably in jobs or kind of situations that maybe aren't you know serving them and there is a way out you know like as in what I'm doing right now you know you just have to see a vision and you have to go with that I knew I wouldn't I wouldn't be in offices forever because I just I guess my soul cries out louder than my reasoning you know we all have that part of us that is logical and also what comes from the heart and my area of my heart is very very strong so when I want or need to be in a situation or to do something like I'll always follow my soul and we live in a society which is very logical Uh, we work a lot with reasoning and this is the way this should be and you know rules and regulations and it doesn't have to be that way I mean we do need some rules in society you know I am not disagreeing with that but a lot of us are not listening to the little voice in our heads um and you know that does lead to an unhappy society because if people have desires and they're keeping them withheld in their body it just it doesn't serve us at all you know 
because one unhappy person, that spreads. But one happy person, that also spreads. So another part of this podcast, I would like to focus on this, about people really leaning into what they want and going for it, you know. And it is possible. I didn't know I could leave my job. Like, I'm very loyal and dedicated to whatever work I do. And I've always felt that in jobs. And sometimes when you are loyal and honest, sometimes it doesn't serve you because maybe you're too dedicated to it and maybe even your own mental health could suffer you know so really like ask yourself and I know this year you know it's it's all covid and you know our society has literally turned upside down the way we function and I really do see all the positives like I really see the optimistic outlook on what has happened it is a time for reflection it is a time for us to go inwards and really focus on what is important like there are so much things going on in the world that we we need to focus on you know and the only way we can do that is by stillness by silence by stopping all this doing you know we're doing so much that we have forgotten to be I'm a culprit as well you know like I'm I've done a lot of stuff you know do 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 but we have to be like as we are you know human beings and this is why nature is critical to society functioning as a whole and we're wiping it out like I I won't even go into the stats of how much rainforest is chopped every minute um (laughs) I won't go into that and I know people are suffering, myself included, eco-anxiety. So I just really want to focus on optimistic outlook, what we can do to help, being proactive, you know, ourselves looking inwards in what we really want and what we really need, like what we really need needs to be focused on, you know. I think where we get mixed up with things we need and um, things we want. And I think travel really taught me about that because you're literally bare of everything, you know. There was times where I I basically was sitting on the edge of roads, um, you know, hitchhiking. And I had accepted the fact that maybe I couldn't sleep anywhere that night or maybe I slept on the road in, in the bloody heat. And I mean, the heat near the equator is something else like and I'm not built for the heat I'm built for the cold so you know we really have to strip it back to our necessities and what we need and we need to stop the consumption the obsession with consumption we have enough stuff I always say it like I have enough stuff to do me for another few lifetimes I have so many things and this is what these cultures throughout my trip also taught me all over the world like some the majority of the world Like, they don't function with all the materials. Um, A lot of them are poor, you know, and it was very sad at times to witness this, but it was also eye-opening because they were very happy, very happy, very content in themselves. They knew what it meant to be as a community. They knew what it meant to be to share. And, like, that was even a big thing that shook me, was, like, sharing, you know, because... The more you, like in the Western world, and there's all this hierarchy that exists, people at the top, people at the bottom, 
what I'm going to focus on, just to reel it back in, because we could go on tangents now on a million stories, um, really is just to go inward, to look at your desires, to look at your needs, get a pen and paper, write it down. If you're not in a good situation, there is always a positive. There is always a learning, you know? There's always a learning, no matter what the situation is. That was like an intro to my story, to my life. Um, there's lots more to come. I can't wait to share with you all the amazing places around the world. And I really want people to see how magnificent our planet is, how it needs to be respected, how we need to get back the connection that we're so desperately lacking and it's like you need to put two and two together. Like people are feeling off balance. People are feeling overwhelmed with emotion. We need the connection back with the natural world. We're living so far from it, you know. So let this be a focus this week um, for all of you, myself included. Each day, make time to connect with the natural world. It's so important. And even even if you can manage like 10 minutes you know, if you're lucky and you have forestry or you have the ocean or a lake or some kind of source of biodiversity or habitats where even other species exist, like that is so soothing for the mind. Whether you know it or not, you don't need to think about the logical of it, of how or why. Vibrationally in the body, it benefits you. Your body is pure energy. And your environments are key to harnessing the energy within you to like an optimum state, to function optimally. Guys, I actually want to finish up on a final point about gratitude. And our society at the moment is in a very fear-based mindset. And it doesn't serve us at all, you know. Internally, we're creating like chemical soups of negativity and like boiling up things inside us that, that we're inducing ourselves, you know. So my tip really is if you focus on gratitude, it takes you out of that. It does. And it's amazing how it works. And you just have to train your mind, you know. So if like you get a pen and paper in the morning, in the night time, just try to write down, you know, just start off with three things that you're grateful for. It could be your health. It could be having a house, like a roof over your head. And I know like it might seem, oh, maybe some people think it's mundane or whatever, but there are millions of people out there in the world that don't have what you have. Like every day I wake up, I feel so blessed to have abundant fields around me. You know, I'm living on a farm. I have animals around, forestry, the ocean. I'm so blessed. And I guess having the perspective of being away as well and living out of a backpack for that long, you know, over a year and a bit and sleeping in tiny spaces, sleeping in hammocks, sleeping in kind of like shacks and stuff boats <laughs> you know I guess I'm lucky as well I have that perspective that I've put myself into difficult situations and stress and 
you know that kind of training really makes you um, appreciate your life you know like sleeping in tents camping in the wild like being in nature really teaches you how to be grateful for what you have you know because the mind is like it's very into habitual actions and if if we're always inside our home and we're comfortable and we're watching our tv and we're relaxed like comfort really doesn't get us anywhere like I know it seems funny to say that but we have to like challenge ourselves in a way we have to take ourselves out of comfort and into discomfort to really appreciate what we have you know we're like you know we've evolved over millennia and it's kind of it's kind of like we're the most comfortable we've ever been if you look back at a human evolution yet the mental health is like an epidemic you know it kind of doesn't make sense that human beings have so much than we've ever even imagined we've too much we've so much we've too much but yeah we're like unhappy you know in ourselves and I really think removing removing a lot of the extra stuff removing the materials our focus needs to go inward so that we can respect ourselves learn to love ourselves and to love our environments again like our natural environment which is crying out for help so that's it guys that's it for today I really hope that you've gotten something out of this um i hope my words have been helpful to you and if if you can you know like this share it subscribe i also have a patreon account where you can sign up you can offer the price of a coffee or whatever you have um that would be amazing and it would allow me to continue to do this and continue to share knowledge and experiences and uh, maybe some wisdom <laughs> although some may disagree but I'll, I'll try my best what I've learned and if it does help you please let me know or share it or send it to a friend I just I really want to do something good for this planet and for our people and that's about it so thank you so much for listening and I wish you a wonderful day and an even better week and make sure to start your gratitude lists and to have time in nature which is going to benefit you in the most wonderful ways uh, you can't even imagine. Also you can find me on Instagram at catchkate or at catchcaught if you want your Osgoelga in Irish. And you can find me there for some adventures um, or even look back on some of my travel videos or stories. And um, I look forward to our next session. Have a beautiful day. Bye.